This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. She's the head of public relations at Buffer and co-host of a podcast called Make Work Work. She's been in public relations and communications and, and in tech for eight years now and writes about career progress, remote work, and public relations. Haley Griffith, welcome back to the Mark Stucheski Podcast. Thank you so much, Mark. Thank you for having me again. I uh, I loved being in an earlier episode, much earlier than this. And so I am honored that you invited me back several hundred episodes later. <laughs> yes. I mean, it was, I believe, early, uh, late 2017 when I started my podcast. I think you were episode number 23 or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I've come a long way since episode 23. I'm and, impressed. Uh, I, I'm thrilled you're here, but we gotta we gotta share something with the listener. Um, they have no idea that we're actually starting this podcast 23 minutes late. We had technical issues; we couldn't figure out what it is. But we solved it, so hopefully, we'll make it through the whole entire conversation <laughs> without any problems. I hope so. Those technical issues, I feel like, especially in today's world where everyone is working remotely, they can just really put a damper on anything that you're trying to do or you know, any of your plans. So I really appreciate your patience, Mark, walking me through this as we restarted everything on both of our ends, I think more than once. <laughs> and we finally, we finally solved it. So I, I'm excited to talk to you about not only because you're in public relations, but because you work remotely. Now, my first question for you is, have you always worked remotely at Buffer or has it just been since COVID started? We have always re worked remotely as a company. So the company itself is turning 10 this year um, and has been fully remote since 2012. So it started in late 2010. Um, and it was a very intentional move to be fully remote. At the time, we had several people in San Francisco and in the San Francisco office. And so we had the option to just keep hiring in San Francisco um, or to do remote. And the, the founders at that point had been traveling quite a bit. And so they weren't super tied to San Francisco, but they ended up having a conversation with one of their advisors who said, essentially pick one, either be in an office and everyone's in the office and everyone's having the same experience or be fully remote so that everyone can have the same experience that way. So that that way you're not creating sort of this second class citizens idea where, you know, the remote workers aren't getting the same perks that people in the office are getting. So I, I have been remote with Buffer for the full five years that I've been on the team now. Um, and I absolutely love it. I was looking for a fully remote position at the time um, because I just personally work better working remotely. And I know a lot of people were thrown into remote work this year. Mm -hmm. um, but I will say that my opinion of remote work is that what has happened during the pandemic is not the best experience of remote work. For everyone, this is working remotely. This isn't even working remotely. This is working from home during a pandemic, right? Whereas remote work, the, for those of us that have been in this movement for so many years, it really implies a much bigger level of freedom. Like the idea that like you can jump over to a coffee shop and work and travel and work and work from a co-working space wherever you want to work from, wherever you feel most productive. And that is definitely not what's going on with the pandemic. So I will say for people who hate remote work, but have only been working remotely in 2020, um, there is a different type of remote work. And I definitely, I know that working from home isn't for everyone. I, I agree with you a hundred percent. And when I first started going remote, well, I, I got fired from my job in July of 2005 and I have been working from home since that time. And I, I think it's funny when I meet people who, don't, who are not entrepreneurs, they go, Oh, you're so lucky. You get to work from home. You're your own boss. I'm like, yeah, 
I'm my own boss. So if I don't work, I don't get paid. Okay. <laughs> you can have a bad day at work. You're still going to draw a paycheck unless yep. you're full commission. When you work from home and you're like, oh, I'm going to watch Netflix all day. I can do that. I can surely do that, but I won't get paid. And yeah. so there's, I, I agree with you. Not everybody can work from home. It takes a certain Definitely. discipline to work from home. hundred percent. I think it takes so much self-discipline. This is what I say to people who ask me about working remotely. Like I'll have friends or, you know, acquaintances reach out and they'll say, and maybe prior to 2020, because now we're all working from home. But previously I would have people reach out and say, I'm so interested in remote work but how do you not just watch Netflix all day and do laundry? Like, how do you actually get anything done? And I'm like, listen, if that's your attitude, this is already not a good fit. Like, I don't know that this is going to work for you. It takes a lot of self-discipline to work remotely and to be able to be the one who's setting your schedule, especially if you work at a workplace that isn't, you know, very strict about you have to sign in at 8am and log off, you know, maybe they won't tell you when to log off. They'll only tell you when to log on, um, which isn't even worse culture that you might be you might be looking at but i it does take a lot of self-discipline so i do tell people like if you think that working from home isn't for you you are probably right which is why it's so unfortunate that so many people were put into this position Mm. you know one of the questions i get asked from people on social media and whatnot they go okay i work from home or i'm forced to work from home from covid how do you handle not doing the laundry not you know doing the dishwasher or making meals i said it's very simple this is what you do you put it on your schedule. I'm going to work on chores from noon to one. That way, when you go in the, the kitchen to get some water and you're like, oh, I should do the dishwasher. Oh, wait a minute. It's only 1030. I do that at noon. So just schedule yeah. it because you're going to that way you're going to it's, it's a win win. The tasks are going to get done when they're scheduled and it doesn't interrupt your flow. Is that what you do? Mine is a little different, but a very similar rule. So uh, my rule is I only do home chores when I am not working, which is mornings, lunch break, and after work. So if I want to do laundry before I start work, that's fine. If I want to switch the laundry at lunch and start the dishwasher at lunch, that's totally fine. But I won't be, you know, two o'clock doing dishes and doing laundry and like getting distracted by stuff around the house. I really try to treat it as I'm going downstairs to make tea. And when I'm done making tea, I'm going back to work. This was like a little break that I took. And now it's back to work. This was, you know, no different than it was when I worked in an office and I walked to the office kitchen and got some tea and then went back to my desk. So I I really try to look at it like that and then say, I'm only going to do these things when I'm on like specific before work, after work or lunch break. That's a very good point. And which follows up to my next question when I ask you about is, when people are working from home now, the problem they're having is they don't take it seriously. So they don't take a shower. They don't get dressed. And I believe if you just roll out of bed and turn your laptop on and go to work, you're not really in the frame of mind because to your point, if you're going to a physical office, you get up. I hope you would take a shower and brush your teeth and <laughs> be dressed reasonably. And so do you think that's part of it that people who are were forced into working from home, they don't really take it seriously because they're just working from home? Yeah. And I think, you know, I think some of that might not be their fault because they weren't, you know, they didn't want to work from home. This wasn't something that they chose. So they didn't really know what the rules were. And I think that a lot of remote workers have gone through that phase of, oh, I can just work from bed or I can just wear my pajamas. And you kind of realize really quickly, like, this is not sustainable. If I am going to be doing this for years, I need to have some routines in place. So I definitely think a lot of people fell into that trap. 
but it's such a dangerous one. I personally never work from bed. I don't even bring my laptop into my bedroom. It does not belong in there. It belongs in my office. Um, and I'm lucky to have a dedicated home office space. I know that's been a struggle for a lot of people who are working from home unexpectedly and they didn't have the right equipment. Um, but it's so interesting because I've looked into the research on this and working from bed is really bad for you for for a lot of reasons. One of them being that it is going to affect your sleep cycle. It's going to affect the way that you mm-hmm. sleep because your brain is starting to associate your bed with a place of work. It's like, we should be awake right now because we're working. This is where we get work done. So when you're trying to go to sleep, it's more difficult for your brain to separate that and say, okay, now we're sleeping. And I know that this can be difficult. I've, I've done, um, I, I worked from home. I'm personally a remote worker and I prefer to work from home, which I know is a little bit unique. I meet a lot of people who are like, what? I would, you know, if I would go to a co-working space or a coffee shop, I wouldn't want to work from home. But um, I did that when I was living in a bachelor condo. So it was very, very small. And I was making sure to just work from my desk and not work from bed, not work from my dining room table, not work from anywhere else. And I've talked to people who have, you You really have to create that separation between work and home so that your body can relax because you're not physically leaving an office building. So you have to sort of create your own boundaries and barriers for where does work happen and where doesn't work happen. And I know one woman who works only on one side of the couch, one side of the couch is for work and the other side of the couch is for relaxing. And it seems silly, but our brains are like this. If you do that, your brain will understand this side is for work and this side is for relaxing. That's amazing. And one of the things I always tell people is there's only two things you should do in bed, sleep and have sex. That's it. So unless consensus online too, from all the sleep research. Okay. (laughs) So I'm saying unless you're in the adult entertainment business, you should not be working in bed. I'm just saying. So, but it's really important because I said, look, if you got a small appointment, you like that? Uh, If you have, (laughs) I never heard it said that way before, but yeah, I mean, it's true. (laughs) It's the only instance. Hey, that's, I go everywhere on this show, uh, Haley, as you know. Um, but if you have a small place or let's say you have your homeschooling, your kids who should actually have their own homeschooling location in your home as well. And you have the in-laws because they're elderly, whatever the case may be. To your point, you need to have a dedicated room. If you don't have a dedicated room, then you need to isolate in some area of your home and you need to tell everybody else in your home who's a human being, hey, listen, when I'm here, I'm working. Because if you don't have that expectations set up, then they're going to think, well, I can see mom or I can see dad so I can go ask them a question. And I think that's one of the mistakes I see a lot of people deal with. They set the home office uh, at home great, but they don't follow through and tell the human beings, hey, unless it's an emergency and make sure you define what an emergency is, then you go talk to the other parent, you go talk to grandma, aunt, uncle, whatever case may be. But a lot of people miss that component of it. Yeah, absolutely. I've seen some funny signs that parents have come up with while they're trying to teach children, you know, like, don't come in here because I'm in a call. And I've seen one and it was like this mother put um, a paper on the door and it was, do not come in here. I'm in a meeting. The answer might be, yes, you can have a snack. No, you can't do this. Like, and she just sort of like wrote out what all the possible potential answers were, which is really funny. Um, but no, I completely agree. You have to set boundaries. And it's so interesting because I I think I was very familiar with setting digital boundaries, let's say, where it's like I'm, 
you know, my family knows when my lunchtime is. So my sister will call me around noon my time because I'm having lunch and she knows that we can chat then. But if she tries to call me before that, I won't take her call because I'm very focused in the mornings. That tends to be my most productive time. So I'm not taking family calls at that time. But I think that's another pitfall that people can fall into where they're like, oh, well, you're just at home. So you can just take my call. But definitely in person, it's even more. My husband and I had to have a conversation when he started working from home. I was like, you can't just walk in here all the time. One, I might be on a call, so first of all. But then, like, you know, second of all, I'm focusing and I'm I'm working on work right now and I might be in the middle of writing something and I finally got the wording correct. And, you know, I you know, I need to focus. So it's um it's kind of funny, but those boundaries are extra, extra, extra important when you're working from home. And I think the good thing is these kinds of boundaries you know, when we do go back to working from offices and people working from coffee shops and things like that, these are still relevant. They might be a little bit less like the physical boundaries might be a little bit less relevant, but I think especially having that like overall mindset and maybe the digital boundaries a little bit more really helps with work overall. Hey there, it's Mark and I will coach you for less than $2 a day. Plus give you access to a group coaching call every single month. For more information, visit mrproductivity.com. When you are creating content, which is what you do as a, in public relations to a point, do you like listening to music? I, I have two options I go to. One, I created this really nifty playlist on my Apple Music, which is all the instrumental music from the movies. Mm. And I also like listening to Focus at Will. Now, because I can't listen to anything, I know the melody or words or anything like that. So do you like listening to music when you're working? If you do, what kind of music do you enjoy listening to that won't distract you? Yeah, I'm the same. I need no words when I'm listening to music. I will either listen to my favorite is brain.fm. I'm obsessed. I'm so, so, so obsessed with them. And they have a focus mode, which you can use. And so that is one of my favorites. I actually pay them an annual subscription because I it's so worth it to me. And then the other one is called Brain Food on Spotify. There's a playlist called Brain Food. And so similar, very similar music to Brain FM. Also no words. And so that has been really helpful for me when I'm working, but I tend to only listen to that when I'm writing the rest of the time. It's mostly silence for me. I don't really listen to music. That's interesting. Cause a lot of people go, well, but this background music, what difference does it make? Well, there are times when you need to focus and any noise, whether it be music, somebody talking outside, a dog barking, you're sitting there, you're trying to get that sentence or you're trying to get that word and your brain needs to have nothing to be paying attention to other than that one thing. So even yeah. soft background music can also be a distraction. Absolutely. Sort of anything, your brain will take anything as a distraction sometimes. <laughs> you know, it doesn't take, it doesn't take too much. We have neighbors who, uh, their dogs bark quite a bit. And this morning that was all my, my brain kept going back to. So I had to put in certain noise canceling headphones and that get brain FM going. It's funny when I ask people, what are the distractions you deal with? And they go email, social media, uh, okay, people, um, TV, and it's okay, that's four or five. Let's talk about more. And like, what else is there? Uh, birds. Have you ever had a bird outside <laughs> your window that won't stop chirping? I was doing a video and I, cause I do once a week, I launch a video and the, the video, the bird kept chirping. And I'm like, I couldn't see it. So I couldn't like throw a rocket or scare <laughs> it. And my wife goes, 
isn't this ironic? You're recording the video on distraction and that bird almost like it knew it had to be in the video. So I left it in the video because it's kind of humorous, but people don't think about these little distractions. Let's say your neighbor six doors down is getting their driveway uh, jackhammered and replaced. That's a distraction. Or if you have FedEx trucks and UPS trucks constantly going by, that's a distraction. So if you listed all the distractions that you have to deal with during your day, I will not bet you come up with a hundred easily. Oh, definitely. And I think a big one for people working from home now is the doorbell, right? Is like, I have a policy of not answering the door while I'm working. Um, We have a camera out front of our door. And so I will, I'll check if someone rings the door. Was this just FedEx dropped off a package or is someone waiting at my door? And if there is someone there, do I recognize them? Or is it like, you know, a salesperson. But in general, I try not to answer the door because I am working. Like, again, you know, I wouldn't normally be home if I were at work. And so this wouldn't get answered. If I were at an office, right, then this would, the door wouldn't get answered. I just happen to be a person who works from home. So in, in my mind, I'm like, this isn't a big loss and anything. I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure if, if the world were ending or if our neighborhood was on fire, <laughs> I would find out. Like, I'm not too concerned about missing the doorbell for that. Well, we have a ring doorbell in our house and well, we live in a double cul-de-sac, so it's really low traffic, but I do have a nifty sign that I put on there about three years ago. That's really effective. It says, look at, do not disturb, do not ring the doorbell, do not knock on the door unless we're expecting you. And I say, I'm trying to remember what the sign says exactly. It says something along the lines, we're expecting you if you have a delivery for us, but if you're a politician, if Uh you're evangelizing, don't even bother ringing the doorbell or answering. And what's what's funny is because ring doorbell will will start recording every time someone walks up to your door, you see people walk up and they'll read the sign and I give them credit. They turn around and walk away because (laughs) if you don't, now I do answer the door if it's FedEx or UPS because of porch pirates, you know, if I'm expecting Mm -hmm. something, I don't want to give any the chance, but I have the flexibility. Now I won't do it like right now, you know, but during an interview or during a coaching call, but most times I'm out in my kitchen so I can see out in the street. So FedEx shows or something like that. Number one, I know they're coming. That's number one. Number two, I don't want them being stolen, but that's very rare. I don't get packages every day. And so yeah. to your point, you got to set the boundaries and say, look at, I, I, if I was working in the office, I wouldn't answer the door. And, but I, I found the sign works really effectively. As long as people can read, it's very clear. It's in big letters. So if you can't read small writing, like I can, you can't miss it. And I just want people to realize I don't want to be bothered because like you saying, you're focusing and then someone knocks on the door. And if you got a dog, the dog starts barking. Well, who knows how long it's going to take before you get your focus back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that there has been research done in that if you are in a concentration zone, if you're really doing deep work, and you get pulled out of that, it's not as simple as, oh, I'm just going to answer this question really fast and get back to the same place I was. Absolutely not. Like it has taken your body, your brain a long time to get to that place of deep work, and you just reset. So you are going to need to do a lot of work to get back to that place that you were at. So I think that is, I know that there's been research done on that, but it's so interesting because yeah, it's like you've invested all of this time into getting focused on this. You have to eliminate those distractions because you know, you deserve it because you've put in the time to get focused, to get this work done. And not only that, but the study also goes on to say is you are focused, you get distracted 
there's a high chance of you getting distracted while you're dealing with the first distraction. The further you yeah. go from where your focus was broken, the longer it takes you to get back. So we've all done that. You check an email, all of a sudden the phone rings, someone knocks at your door. Now you're getting further and further away from that focus break. And now you can finally get everything taken care of. And you're like, oh, where was I? And then it may take you 10, 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour to get back to where you were. So yeah. I really encourage people when you really need to get into a time of deep work, full focus, make sure that you have the sign in the door. Everyone's quiet in your neighborhood. No FedEx trucks are going to come as far as you know. Be proactive about it because you don't want to break that focus because it takes a second to break the focus. It takes a long time and it varies per person and the task you're working on to get the focus back. A hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Noise canceling headphones, have some lyric free music playing, whatever you have to do so that it's easy to stay away from those distractions. One of the things I like about uh, Focus at Will, and they're not a sponsor of the show, they've got two sounds I really like. One is the propeller sound. Okay, so you can have this propeller sound, which kind of drowns at everything else. The other thing is they have like running water, which to me is like really soothing. Um, mm. I was playing it once. I was rec- I was writing a blog 